Welcome to Edwards Beyond the Test. It's a podcast that goes behind the scenes of the flight test mission here at Edwards Air Force Base. I'm Don Waldman from the 412th Test Wing Public Affairs. I'm happy to introduce our special guest, Mr. Nicholas Perry, who is a computer engineer that's working at the 412th Range Squadron. Nick, welcome to our program. Good morning, Don. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I know you're very busy over there at the 412th Range <laughs> Squadron. You work in the Time Space Position Information Area, or TISPE as it's called. Mm-hmm. Nick, can you tell us about your job and, and what you do to su- in support of that? So TISPE is the testing of avionics and weapon systems. Uh, it requires a tester to be able to prove the performance of a system under tests by measuring its performance against some sort of known quantity. So we call that TISPE truth, and that's what the TISPE flight, which I work in, is responsible for, is providing that TISPE truth data back to our customers. And, and it has to do with where, where an you object are is or and something? actually how accurate are you. Wow. Now, does most of your work happen in the Ridley Mission Control Building? Yes. So my primary office is within Ridley Mission Control. However, I do support um, the rest of the facilities across the Edwards base um, out here and go for different reasons and different things. So from time to time, I may be actually doing a presentation or a talk or a training actually at one of our remote facilities, for example, NASA. Um, I did a training over a few days actually at NASA with about 60 people, getting them to know about how our software works and what we do and things like that. But when we previously had spoken, you'd mentioned that you also work with Eglin and their range. So uh, the Air Force Test Center comprises of Eglin and Edwards. So as part of that, we are responsible for within also the Air Force Material Command for processing and doing Air Force tests. So um, as, uh, as Eglin, most people would know, is a big water area that's got a lot of space to be able to do a lot of stuff. Um, and we are in, obviously in the desert, very encapsulated by land. So uh, we do do a lot of partnerships under the Air Force Test Center kind of um, uh, plan. Okay. <clears throat> well, speaking of tests, can mm-hmm. you name some of the programs that you've worked on that our listeners might, might be familiar with? <laughs> so without going to prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you looked up online, you could see that Edwards is home to a number of programs from the old tried and true B-52 bombers to the uh, F-16 fighter jets, the F-22 Raptors, and the F-35 Joint Strike Fighter, which is uh, currently here. Um, Ridley Mission Control and the range that we work with is um, responsible for supporting all of the programs and all the residents on Edwards in one way or the other. So we sort of touch everybody who is here in one way or the other, Um, whether or not if you're even a commercial. Boeing uh, has come in and done Dreamliner tests because we have a huge runway. Um, and number of programs of BMW comes in because they have a lot of space. They can do a lot of other things. So companies have the ability to come in and use our facilities because of where we're situated. And um, we sort of support anybody, even um, Mojave has a lot of obviously the new sort of commercial plans for like Straddle Launch and Virgin Galactic and things like that. So we do uh, partner with anybody who's obviously within uh, earshot <laughs> of, of us here. So That is exciting. Yes. And it's got to be really rewarding, especially knowing that you're working for th- in support of the Warfighter 2. Yes. Does that add more importance to your mission as you think about that? It, it definitely hits home a little bit more often when you can put a face on a number of people. Um, I would say that uh, obviously in the years that I've been here, we've lost a few pilots. Flight test is obviously inherently dangerous. You are doing the unknown. And uh, to be able to put a face on somebody to make sure that they have the opportunity to go home to their family 
um, that people, friends of my own and those who have been deployed overseas have a better chance of coming home to their own families and, and spending more time. Uh, maybe it's a firstborn. Maybe it's something else. I mean, there's brothers, sisters, you know, fathers, you know, daughters, all kinds of people are here and also deployed overseas. So doing what I can to make sure that they have a better chance is all worth it. Okay, so when we come back, we're going to learn how that last recession and lack of jobs led to a cross-country journey and a new beginning. Welcome back to Edwards Beyond the Test. Today we're talking with Mr. Nick Perry, who is a computer engineer for the 412th Range Squadron here at Edwards Air Force Base. So Nick, let's go back to around 2007, 2008. You were living in Detroit, Michigan in that area and graduating from college. But the recession was hitting and you couldn't find local work. Yeah, so uh, 2008, uh, Detroit was actually in pretty bad shape. Um, a majority of the population, especially with the automakers and the um, bankruptcy calls, things like that, was hitting hard. I had a number of uh, neighbors who were putting their homes on the market and were underwater on their mortgages, and it was um, a little a little scary even at home from time to time, um, not knowing whether or not if I was going to get a phone call saying, hey, by the way, you know, dad got let off for work or something else has gone wrong. Um, but at the same time, new, hopefully, of nothing else behind me, trying to, you know, forge a new path forward. Um, I went to a couple of job fairs around the Detroit area, and with everybody else that was also out of a job, it was your one in 10,000 people that's trying to find work. And for some of them who have 20 years or so experience, you're fighting against up an uphill battle. So after a couple failed uh, job fairs, I actually told my parents, I said, I have to look wider. I have to throw a bigger net and I have to be able to relocate anywhere. And luckily I'd moved around a few times as a kid. So I'd never been too scared of kind of uprooting and moving on and starting someplace new and making new friends and things like that. So I put out my job resume or my resume for school everywhere I could on uh, monster.com and all those other places and was like willing to relocate nationwide. And I got a phone call from my former boss now asking to talk about what I was doing with school and what I was looking for and a bunch of other things. And I was obviously terrified and nervous on the phone call, but uh, talked to my parents and said, I don't know if I bombed that. I don't know whether or not that was good or not. You're kind of like, okay, you know, that's it. And, uh, and then it was quiet and nothing. And then all of a sudden, uh, about a month or so later, I was in the garage with my mother cleaning out the garage. It was a, for some reason, warm, early spring and uh, the package was sitting on the front doorstep and went up and picked it up and it was mailed to me, opened it up and it was a JT3 employment offer thing. And I remember my mom bawling in, in the garage she had a broom in her hand and she realized that I had gotten a job offer and it was, we'd love you to come out to California and work for this company that does stuff for the military. And oh, by the way, you need to be here in three weeks because a job offer is you know, only good for, I think, 72 hours or something like that after you receive it. And uh, I told my parents, I said, I, I got to take it. I, I got to go. So uh, I called the HR office and told them, yes, uh, I'll take it. And the lady was shocked that I already got it, but <laughs> told her, like, yes, I'll, I'll be there. And um, 
just like this is this is the start. I'm I'm moving. I'm so, gone. So that was kind of bittersweet too, because you're yeah. very close to your family. Yes. So you um, your dad drove with you to come out here. Yeah. So I, I, it was a, I mean, one of those kind of everything that possibly could be going on at the same time. So my sister also, who I'm luckily to be very close with, was pregnant with my niece, and uh, she was just about actually to enter labor uh, days later. <laughs> so my uh, my niece was born. Um, and we had to deal with that whole thing and then, uh, had to find an apartment and everything else drove out, uh, to see my niece for the first time, got to hold her for the, uh, for a, a day, uh, spent the night with my sister and following morning, got up, got in a car, drove from her house to Chicago to pick up my father, who was at a business conference in Chicago. He ran into a McDonald's to change out of his business suit into a set of jeans and a sweatshirt, threw the rest of his stuff and locked his car at the office. We jumped in my very old car <laughs> and and drove across the country uh, together. Uh, and actually, even through a snowstorm in Colorado, it was uh, late February, and we caught, caught in a mini blizzard in, in the mountains going through the Rockies and uh, got to um, Vegas family after realizing we needed to stop probably and sleep uh slept in a hotel for a few hours and then got up the following 6 a.m or something like that and made the final trek into antelope valley wow so So going from an expected career with the big three automakers to working for the air force in flight test we'll talk about that in a moment Welcome back to Edwards Beyond the Test. Today we're talking with Mr. Nick Perry, a computer engineer with the 412th Range Squadron. So when you arrived to work at Edwards 10 years ago, what did you find yourself in the midst of? It was a lot. Um, (laughs) Getting out here and kind of absorbing everything that was going on was definitely a shock. Um, And shortly after I got here, I found out that there was going to be the big air show back in 2009. Uh, starting, uh, which I had never been to a big air show like that before. So we were talking, all right, we're going to this air show. This is going to be a big blowout. And uh, actually a few months later after I arrived here, so that was probably mid-summer or so of 09, I received a phone call from my father that he had been diagnosed with cancer. So That's a tough call to get. It was That was heartbreaking. Um, I, I didn't know if I could drive home. I Unfortunately, since I can't have my phone at work, um, I get some of those messages at the end of my day. Mm-hmm. I get my phone and I go check my voicemails and see what I've missed during the day. I get a phone call from my father saying that they found something when he was going in for a, a regular checkup. And I nearly collapsed to the ground outside of my building um, because there is um, that I left and now I've maybe missed the chance for mm-hmm. that last little time with my father, um, which is, you know, um, kind of terrifying. Uh, my dad, though, made me a promise that he was going to go through this and he was going to make it and that he was going to be there at the air show. And that was his promise he made to me. And sure enough, <laughs> that October, my my father, one of our best friends who I consider an uncle at this point in time, Jim, and my uncle Dave brought him out here, whether or not he was going to be happy or not in pain or whatever it is. And they brought him out here and we went to that air show and we sat out underneath that B-52 tail watching planes flying by and I had a blast and an, an amazing experience. There was what, 200 and some thousand people here. Or we something. had a crowd. It was, yes. it, was a, it was ridiculous. So, But let's fast forward. 
Dad's yeah. doing better. Yes, Dad's and, still here. And you're coming. He's coming out for the 2020 year yeah, show. Yeah, next year again. So another decade we've had. So this is going to be a, a big one, I hope. And the return also. They're going to be doing now every other year, looks like, with Fox Field. So that will be really nice to see that there will be a return of uh, public interest also mm-hmm. for the Air, the Air Force out here. So, Nick, let's fast forward to today. Do you find that there's a new emphasis on forward thinking, innovation, collaboration compared to 10 years ago? Yes, I definitely think there is a, a drive for people that are willing to sometimes think outside the box. I mean, obviously, it's a cliche, but you need sometimes for people to kind of take you out of what you're you've been going down the same path for so long and you want an alternative view. You need a new set of eyes on something to be able to fix a problem sometimes. Like you can't always see your own your own problems. So having that sort of collaborative uh, environment is always good. Uh, sometimes it's just an innovative idea of something that you have the hardworking people that built technology 20, 30 years ago that I'm still using. You're like, make the next leg of people that are going to do the same that'll last you for another 30 years. So you want that new new blood to kind of come in and step in where it was and say, look, this is what we did before. Can we do it better the next time? And uh, I definitely think that's been a benefit for both myself and a lot of others uh, here. So at this point in your very exciting career, what's what's next? What's on tap for you next? So uh, actually, I will be starting my master's degree in electrical engineering in January, um, which uh, is both exciting and also a little terrifying. <laughs> but um, in hopes of coming across a new idea, a new capability, or be able to help somebody else solve a problem that they've come up with um, and hopefully develop or be at least uh, support uh, the next thing that we have to do or the next, uh, maybe it's the next secret thing that comes out maybe 20, 30 years from now. I don't know, okay. but be part of it. be fun. <laughs> well, before I let you go, Nick, tell us, what is it that makes you excited about working at the center of the aerospace testing universe? Uh, it's all the stuff I can't tell you is actually, oh. <laughs> oh, the, it's the best parts. It's, there is, there's definitely never a dull day out here. Um, if you come out to Edwards to work and you want to do something, there is very little that you can not do. And if if you want to get more into avionics, if you want to get into aerospace, propulsion, or whatever it is, you can do so out here. And there's somebody that would be like, yes, I want those go-getters, those driven people, those people that want to do more. Um, if you come out here and you're bored, you're not doing something right. You're you're sitting around and that's that's not who the people that we want out here. You want the folks that are willing to be like, hey, I don't care. I want to get this to work. Um, and that's the exciting part is because you find a lot of people that are in that same mindset of get it working no matter the cost. Like you got to get this to work because there, there may be a case where you're like, there may be somebody's life on the line down the road. You don't know. But um, it's always going to be a, a mystery and it'll always be – the next, you know, uh, who knows, you know, 20 years from now, and they're like, hey, they were doing this stuff out at Edwards back in, you know, you know, 2004, 2005. You're like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so many thanks to our guest, Mr. Nick Perry. We appreciate you taking time out today and sharing your story and taking us beyond the test. We invite our listeners to submit any questions or suggestions for future episodes by sending us an email to beyondtest at 412TW.us. Thanks to all of you for joining us. I'm Don Waldman for Edwards Beyond the Test.